Hey guys, I'm Wrestling Days and you're listening to the Insiders Wrestling Podcast. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of the Insiders. We are so glad to have you here with us today and I am going to welcome my co-host Jeff. Jeff, how's it going buddy? What's going on man? Uh, Nothing much man, just uh, trying to recover um, from some training but other than that I'm doing okay and excited about this week of wrestling and getting to money in the bank. Absolutely, man. We've got a pay-per-view week, guys. Pay-per-view coming up. And uh, this is going to be, you know, seems like more developments coming in here every week, every, you know, every few days we're getting some new stuff. Before I get into that, though, guys, we have Faction Challenge, right? We had you guys get together these factions, and you guys got these factions to us. And it looks as if we have six, maybe seven factions um, still coming in. So we've got, we're recording this on Sunday. Um, still getting a couple in, so it might end up being about eight or so, but we'll see. But you guys overwhelmed us with these factions. Great job getting the teams together. Some of you have coaches and the factions. Some of you don't. Um, you got in some awesome logos that we released on Twitter yesterday as well. So thank you for that. And this is going to be a fun time. So a little later in our show, stay tuned because we've got the first faction challenge coming at you guys in the middle of the show a bit later on. But before we get to that, let's get to some breaking news. We had breaking news on Sunday. We had it yet during right before we were recording this show come out about the hacker, right? And we have been talking about this on the last few episodes. Who is the hacker? We ask you guys. Who are is it more than one person? We don't know, right? But we now have this Twitter site called The Message and another message was released on Sunday and it was another cryptic message. It had, uh, uh, it had them pressing some buttons on an iPhone and it had some coordinates appeared. Well, figured it out to be that that coordinate, the coordinates were the performance center and the button press was the date of money in the bank. So it looks as if we are going to get something in money in the bank. And I put a quick poll out there for you guys. And I got a few responses for the poll and I put, I, uh, I said another cryptic tweet from the message today has the date money in the bank and performance center coordinates. What do you think is coming next? And if, and then I wrote hacker revealed or someone exposed and you guys pretty overwhelmingly put down someone exposed 67% to 33%. So it doesn't look like you guys think that this is the time that we're going to get the reveal for this hacker, but someone is definitely getting exposed. So Jeff, man, we talked about this the last few weeks, who we think this hacker is and what, so what do you think is going on here? And are we, is this whole thing coming to a head during money in the bank? Uh, I think that we will get someone that gets exposed during money in the bank. Um, I'll talk about a little bit later when I think that will happen, which match I think that will happen in. But I do think we get someone exposed during Money in the Bank. I would like for them, I'd like for WWE to maybe hold out another couple weeks, maybe um, maybe to the next pay-per-view and do a big reveal of who the hacker actually is. Uh, I, you know, I'd just like to see the story build up a little bit more, but I'd like to see some of the carnage continue to take place as this person quote-unquote, tell the truth, you know, tells the truth and, you know, let let people hear the truth. So I'd like to see someone exposed um, with, with all of this. And like I said, I'll talk about who I think that will be uh, coming up a little bit later on in the show. So there's a little teaser for you again, guys. We're full of teasers tonight, right? We're full of teasers. We got that one coming a little bit later on when we go over our SmackDown predictions. So, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to agree with you there. I think that they can really 
I think they can really drag this out for another. They can probably drag this out till the next pay-per-view. I think um, it's a compelling enough story um, with the Twitter site now up there and the videos coming fast and furious. I think it's uh, I think it's definitely got legs and I think it definitely could keep going uh, for as long as they want to do it. And I, I'm on your side with this too. I think that, you know, he keeps kind of shattering lives of these people that he is, you know, that, that he's going to reveal things about whether it's, you know, whoever it's going to be. Um, we don't know. I mean, a lot of people are assuming now it's going to be Jeff Hardy um, because of the, the similarities to that. Um, I mean, hey, what if the hacker is Jeff Hardy? I think Jeff and I were talking about this before the show. Uh, that would be a huge swerve. No one would see that coming. No one would really expect it. Um, and, and yeah, um, I'm just hoping that, um, that who gets revealed. I mean, I'm, listen, man, I'm still hoping it's going to be the Big E thing. I really, really hope that happens. I hope it's going to be the Big E heel turn and kind of bust up the new day a little bit. Um, that, that's kind of what I'm hoping happens. We shall see. Um, and, and obviously Jeff's going to get to that a little bit later on in the show when we do the predictions for you guys. Yeah, you guys sent us in your predictions for Money in the Bank. This is our go-home show, so we will not be airing again before Money in the Bank. So we're going to talk a little bit about Money in the Bank a little bit later. So, yeah, I, um, I, agree, with, um, I agree with you guys on that, and I think it's going to be um, – I, I think it could go on a little bit longer. Let me just read off your comments so we had – we had Kofi sixty one ninety five. Uh, he writes. Uh, he writes. Got a weird feeling. Bray is gonna have something to do with this. Uh, Fiend was on that video uh, a few weeks ago with Sasha Bailey and the New Day. So there you go. Some people still thinking that Bray's having something to do with this somehow. Um, and then Michael Holt writes both. So he said hacker reveal and someone exposed. So yeah, there you go. I mean, we don't know what is coming to this, but we do know we're definitely getting something this coming Sunday at Money in the Bank. So awesome, awesome. Guys, coming up next, we have a really cool segment and I am super proud to have Brandy coming back on our show. Brandy came back to talk with us as she will every week. And we're going to get you right to that segment right now. The segment is Brandy speaking about classic wrestling. It's called Hot Tag. So let's tag Brandy in right now. All right, everybody, we are here with our brand new segment, and we cannot be more excited about this part. Um, Brandy is going to join us weekly on our show, and you guys all gave such great reaction to Brandy's interview that we reached out to Brandy and asked her to be a part of the show going forward. We know that you guys enjoyed the classic wrestling talk that we had, and that is essentially what Brandy's going to do. So without further ado, Brandy, I'm going to bring her on right now, but it's so awesome to have you on with us. We appreciate you doing this segment for us. And what have you got for the community this week? Thank you guys. Are you ready for the hot tag? We are ready. We are ready. And the segment is called Hot Tag. Awesome. Brandy came up with the name. So there we go. We are all set. Go for it. Well, thank you for tagging me in, Joe. Um, tonight, I wanted to talk about the best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be. No, I'm not talking about Natalia. I am talking about Brett the Hitman Hart. I noticed that lately WWE has posted a lot of best ofs on the network. And I haven't seen one about Bret Hart. And I think between his singles in-ring career and his tag team career, you could probably do one or two about him. Um, I know in the time we have, you know, I can't go over his entire career. But I do want to say uh, he is part of a wrestling dynasty, arguably the most famous wrestling family that the WWE has ever seen, you know, probably equal to the Anawaii family, but he, um, he was born to Stu and Helen Hart, um, and I don't know if you guys know this, but here's a little trivia. Do you know what his middle name is? I do not. His name, his middle name is Sergeant. Oh, okay. And that cracked me up because the first thing I thought of was Sergeant Slaughter. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, 
so he actually began his career as a referee in his father's promotion, Stampede Wrestling. And then two years later, he would transition to becoming a wrestler and then coming to the WWE in the early to mid 80s. He um, had a tag team, the Hart Foundation with Jim the Anvil Nightheart. And Brett is a two-time Hall of Famer. Very cool. I love the tag team, Brett. The, the, the Hart Foundation was honestly one of my favorite tag teams. That's awesome. Yes, absolutely. And then, you know, they during the Attitude Era, they transitioned it into um, the newer Hart Foundation, and, and Owen was in there, and Brian Pillman for a little bit, and uh, the British Bulldog. I loved that, especially the, Cana um, the Canadian versus the United States angle. That was just awesome. Absolutely. Absolutely. Another great, uh, another great, ma uh, ma uh, tag team. It was, yeah, it was very, very cool. Yes. But the matches I wanted to concentrate on, uh, WrestleMania 12, the iconic Iron Man match with Shawn Michaels and WrestleMania 13, which to me was equally iconic was Stone Cold Steve Austin. Um, I didn't realize this, but the Iron Man match was Put together by Pat Patterson and of mm -hmm. course you know he's he's well known for being the first intercontinental champion yes absolutely another legendary so, name yes yes absolutely and so you know going back and looking at the smudge I watched several of the vignettes um, that came before it and and how they showed a couple of vignettes before the match during Wrestlemania 12 and I loved how they concentrated on how Sean and Brett were training for the match and the differences of how they trained for the match were absolutely fantastic. Uh, Sean obviously had Jose Lothario in his corner. Uh, during the match, Brett actually had his dad, who I believe was about 80 at the time, wow. 80 years old. And he's, wow. he's there, you know, for the match. Um, Bruce Pritchard does one of the best um, impressions of Stu Hart I've ever heard. So yeah. if you if you want a good crack up, look that up. Definitely will. I've never heard that. Yeah. Oh, it's hilarious. It is absolutely hilarious. And also with these two matches, Vince was on commentary for both of these. I wonder how many of our audience remembers that Vince was a commentator. Go ahead, Jeff. I'm sorry. <clears throat> No, I was just – I was actually about to say that same thing. Uh, Vince, was, you know, was the voice of many of the big-time matches back then. So a lot of folks that, you know, don't – aren't old enough to remember that don't realize how iconic his voice was in terms of calling matches and, and being uh, – and, and being that that gateway into the WWE. Absolutely. And – I don't even think I realized that he was the owner until the Attitude Area when he came out, you know, as the, the Mr. McMahon character. Right. Yep. And interestingly enough, Vince did not want Sean to be the guy. He had, you know, heard from Bruce Pritchard, heard from Pat Patterson over and over again. You have to put the title on Sean. You have to put the title on Sean. And he was just dead set against it. But then one day Vince goes, we need a match with Brett and Sean for the title, you know, and so it was his idea. So um, the Iron Man match did last over an hour, actually. Um, each man had equal pinfalls, and so they had to go into overtime, and whoever had the most pinfalls would actually win the match. And as it has been said, the boyhood dream came true. Sean won the title. And that would begin the road to Montreal. They both had heat in the ring. They had heat backstage. There's been several, um, how should I put this, encounters backstage that have been talked about over the years. The most famous one is where Brett and Sean were going at it backstage, and Brett pulled out a bunch of Sean's hair. So there was some legit heat. Well, I remember re I remember reading about that um, a while back, and then obviously now with Brett doing some uh, some interviews and 
that uh, documentary, The Dark Side of the Ring, um, you know, that all that stuff is starting to resurface. So I'm, I'm glad that the younger generation actually gets to learn a little bit more about all of that stuff going on backstage. I really, really enjoyed that episode. I love Dark Side of the Ring. And I yes. have to truly recommend Wrestling with Shadows, the documentary that was actually filming during that whole period of time. And um, I could not find it, and I could not find it. And I got it off of Brett's website. I have a signed copy. It's probably my most favorite wrestling item that I have. That's awesome. Yes, it's fantastic. And... I understand from Brett's books that he has written extensively about that period of time and also about the match with Stone Cold. That's uh, I'm, I'm going to mention, let me just give a few shouts out quick to the community here because they're, they're, um, they're kind of seeing eye to eye with you with some of these right here. We have Yowie Wowie said, my favorite moment is the WrestleMania 13 Bret Hart versus Stone Cold Steve Austin in the submission match. One of the greatest matches in WrestleMania history um, then we have Dave in real life says you can't talk about Brett without mentioning SummerSlam 92 against the British Bulldog Davy Boy Smith for the IC title or in fact uh, SummerSlam 91 where he faced a close friend at the time Mr. Perfect Kurt Henning also for the IC title both matches are classics in my opinion I agree completely um, my my two favorites are 12 and 13 WrestleManias but honorable mention absolutely goes to Brett and Davy Boy at Wembley Stadium. Also, uh, my other honorable mention for Brett matches is him and Owen at WrestleMania 10 in Madison Square Garden. And to me, when Brett and Owen were in the ring together, it was magic. It was absolute magic. They probably knew each other so well that, yes. you know, sometimes that's what you get. You know, you see... Um, when you see things to like that that happen today, and I mean, we could use an example of the Bray match that's coming up with him and Braun. They're such close friends um, that you would kind of expect that there'd be a lot of chemistry there between the two of them. Yes, absolutely. Awesome. Can, you, and, can you imagine the, them growing up, though? Like, growing up in the same house. And, oh, man. You know, in that legendary family. I mean, I, I'm sure that there were a lot of competitive days and nights. Yes, and they're being trained in the dungeon. Yep, right. You know, the famous Stuart dungeon. And not only, you know, did, did I believe all of the boys uh, involved themselves in the wrestling business in some fashion, but you had the brother-in-laws, you had the British Bulldog, you had Jim the Anvil, you know? So it was an entire family affair. Unbelievable. And now you have Natalia continuing on the tradition, too. Yes, and um, Davy Boy's son, I believe yep. his name mm -hmm. is Harry. Is that yep. is that correct? And yes. I, Natalia, to me, is one of the best female wrestlers out there, if not the best. She's, you know what? She doesn't get a lot of respect. I think that she deserves. Uh, and it was really cool to see. I know Jeff and I, I think talked about this on a, on a podcast. It was really cool to see that she got to be one of the first women to wrestle over in Saudi Arabia. Yes, I, I thought she deserved it, and I believe the term is GOAT. I think she's definitely earned that title Yeah, in the yeah, wrestling definitely. business. I agree. I agree. Let me get a couple more of these out from the, from the community here. DJ B. Tazzy says it has to be the Iron Man match between him and Shawn Michaels, two wrestling legends. And then Vegan Strong Style says Brett versus Taker. At SummerSlam 97 is an overlooked match, as is their one-night-only scrap. They were great matches, and SummerSlam 97 was Brett's last and arguably his best WWE title reign, significant also because of the special guest ref paving the way to the Montreal Screwjob. Mm -hmm. And again, th this is a time where, you know, the heat between Brett and Sean, they had really worked themselves into a shoot. And Brett has said that Taker was one of his favorite people to work with. And he also has said that Stone Cold was one of his favorite people to work with. And the thing I loved about WrestleMania 13 is it was a, a submission match. But if you go back and watch um, the Stone Cold television show on the network, 
he does an interview with Brett and he says, I wasn't a submission wrestler. I didn't know what to do. And they go back and they, they kind of go through this match step by step. And um, so Stone Cold actually had to, had to learn a few submission moves. And when Stone Cold got that iconic moment of color, you know, where he's in the sharpshooter and he has just this crimson mask on, which I believe is the cover of WrestleMania 13, the the, uh, video and the DVD, that was not planned by anybody backstage. They didn't know about it. um, Vince didn't know about it. And Brett and Stone Cold decided to get color on their own. And so Brett says he's literally two feet away from Vince and they had worked it out beforehand that Brett was going to do the job for Stone Cold to get the, to get the color. And they were literally two feet away from Vince when it happened. And Vince had no idea. He thought it was a hard way. Wow. Yes. So I love that story about that match. That's awesome. That's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. If you, if you haven't watched that, uh, Broken Skull Sessions episode with Bret Hart, please go do it because it, it's fantastic. I mean, just from that mat, them explaining that match and then all the stories about everything else in between is just, just a great listen and watch. Yes, absolutely. And I didn't think that Taker's Stone Cold Session, that anything would be equal to it or anything would top it. And to me, Bret Hart's is absolutely equal. It's funny because Brett was always an enigma kind of a guy. Even when, even when he was tagging with uh, with the Anvil, the Anvil was kind of the mouthpiece. Brett talked, but he was kind of the more subdued guy, so he didn't necessarily get all the attention. Um, but I, uh, it's it's just crazy how iconic he's become. And the entrance when he came in and that music that would play that he came out to, and then he took the sunglasses and put the sunglasses on a kid in the audience. Um, absolutely phenomenal phenomenal and when that music hit you know just like sean's you knew who's coming down the ramp yep absolutely absolutely and i i don't think you really realize what a promo guy brett was until you get to the attitude area when he turns heel and he is just you know all over the place um Unbelievable. And then, he, and then he spent some time in uh, WCW at the end of his career. He was with the uh, NWO, I believe, wasn't he? Yes. And I yep. think that is one of the most unbelievable things, especially if you're a true Brett fan. You never would have thought he would have joined the NWO. Yep. That was a big one. I remember that being a big thing back then because it was another one of those where you never saw, you didn't see a lot of that coming. And you know, the, the swerves that they gave you in WCW with the characters were really, really crazy. So um, yeah, that, that was a, that was a definite shocker. Absolutely. Yes. And he and Hogan did not always get along, you know, going back to their WWF days. I could see that. Yeah, so I thought it was I thought it was really interesting that he ended up being an NWO guy. And here here's uh, two things that a lot of people may not know about Brett. He was a WWF Triple Crown champion. He was also a WCW Triple Crown champion. Wow. Yes. Unbelievable. Great athlete. And like Jeff said, um, any of this stuff, guys, if you haven't seen a lot of these matches, I know we've got a longer, a lot of younger people in the community um, with everything that's available on the network, go and watch uh, some Bret Hart matches, especially the ones that Brandy mentioned. You will not be sorry you did. Um, It's amazing, amazing stuff. And Brandy, before we let you go, um, talk to the people about, I know you had mentioned to me that, because uh, everybody was talking about, um, in your interview, you mentioned audiobooks and it yes. got enough people in the community interested where they were, you know, possibly thinking about looking into something to do on YouTube where they would read some books that haven't been done. Um, but yeah, uh, why don't you talk to the guys a little bit about, uh, about what you're going to talk about with the books. Brett's books, he has two books and neither one have been agreed with the publisher however that works to be put on audio so if that were done I think I would cry (laughs) but since since I wanted to also make recommendations I told you guys Mick Foley was my absolute all-time favorite so for my first recommendation I have to recommend have a nice day Mick narrates he narrates all three of his books um and for 
the audience members who are visually impaired. You can get that from the recordings for the blind and dyslexic library. And also you can get it from Audible. Awesome. And that's a great book. We were talking a little bit before we started the show. And uh, like I said, I know I have that on hardcover. I bought that uh, when it was, when it came out, I still have it somewhere in the house. I read it. It's absolutely fantastic. Um, and we, we did get a comment too from WrestleMania. WrestleMania um, was so, she, I think she was actually bonding with you, Brandy, and you guys have never met. <laughs> um, WrestleMania said some awesome things. Um, and she writes, I'm, um, she wrote, I just read 100 Things WWE Fans Should Know and Do Before They Die by Brian Alvarez, and it's great. I love Daniel Bryan's book too. I'm looking forward to JR's book and also The Young Bucks as well. That's awesome. There's a couple of books I'm looking forward to this year. Uh, there's an unauthorized uh, biography of the WWE itself, which will be coming out later this year. Also, the Bella's book comes out next month. Wow, nice. Um, I, I cannot say enough how much I enjoyed Jim Ross's books. He narrates both of them and does an excellent Vince McMahon impression. So if you want to hear that, check out JR's narration of his books as well. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, listen, Brandy is going to be with us every week and she had mentioned to us that she's going to do, you know, she's going to talk classic wrestling guys. So we've got an, we've got a, an expert on with us about classic wrestling. She's going to be back every single week with us for the hot tag segment of our show. So Brandy, thank you so much for joining us and we will talk to you again next week. Thank you so much. Tag me out guys. Tag her out, Jeff. We'll see you, Brandy. Thank you for joining us. Thank you. Awesome, guys. I hope you enjoyed that segment with Brandy just as much as Jeff and I did. Uh, Brandy's got a lot of knowledge in classic wrestling, and I hope you enjoyed that, the, the talking about Bret Hart. And, um, and also, um, Brandy mentioned some of the books that she has read and uh, hopes that you guys will enjoy that as much too. And we got some of your comments in there as well. So thank you for that. And uh, Brandy does want me to put a poll out there. So let me, and uh, hey, look, it's another teaser. We got teasers galore in this show. So another teaser for next week for Brandy's segment is, is Brandy wants to know what is your guy's all-time favorite gimmick? So tell us what your favorite gimmicks are. I'm going to poll it a little bit later tonight after the show. Tell us what your favorite gimmick is, and we will shout those out during Brandy's segment next week. And Jeff and I are just, you know, super thrilled that she decided to join us for some classic wrestling talk. It's always great to have that. Next up, guys, we have another teaser. We have another teaser. It's an interview teaser this time, and this is an interview with Mr. Gary Horn. Gary is... Uh, he, he's, he's the guy who is the, this is the NWA podcast. Um, he's done many, many interviews with, with superstars, with the NWA and, um, and outside of the NWA, Jeff and I, uh, just heard that he did an interview with, um, with, uh, busted opens. Oh my goodness. I forget it. Jeff, David LaGreca. David LaGreca. That's it. Uh, busted opens, David LaGreca. So super exciting. That's coming up on his channel. So here is the teaser for that interview coming right up and we will be right back after the teaser. But yeah, the, uh, the studio shows back then were where it was at. And I just remember, you know, those commercials they show while people think they're silly, you know, it's sometimes they laugh and stuff like that, but you know what? They were actually realistic. That's how the commercials were back in that time. So, I mean, even a small detail like that, see to me, that kind of shows you that you're trying to get fans. That kind of shows you that you're looking for a particular market because again, kids, you know, younger kids that are, that have watched nothing really, but WWE up to this point. And I'm, I'm talking not even maybe back to the nitro versus WWE time, but, but kids, you know, younger than that, there's no way they'd know what that meant. There's no way they can remember what that was or, 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 you know, what those things are or what they're supposed to be parodying and stuff. But I, I love it. And, and the way it's presented with the fans in the building, and I got to ask you about that too. Um, okay. 
the fans that are in that building is it's it's tremendous i mean just that you know you've got that block of fans they're so interactive with everything you can hear them chanting and saying things you know very clearly to the wrestlers and stuff when all this comes up and you know he's interacting with the fans you've been there so tell us what's that like that's got to be awesome yeah, uh, no, it's 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 definitely like if it's if it's something you ever get a chance to do, it is a. If I give it one con at all out of pros and cons, it's that it is a stretch because you know they're filming a lot in one day, so you know you're probably going to be there for four hours uh, at least, and there's not uh, drinks. There's not food. There's nothing like that. So you're in the studio. You can't have anything in the studio. And uh, but uh, besides that point that you know I, that I've lost my voice literally every night I've been there. Um, it's it is the most interactive crowd, and and everybody just has. I mean, we weren't all like planning it ahead of time, but like it seems like there's this unspoken understanding that we want this to succeed just as much as the wrestlers and David Lagana and Billy Corgan do. Like we want this thing to work and, uh, and credit where it's due back when I first started going there in the first set of tapings with Jim Cornette was there. He actually made a really good point one time. Like he walked out at the beginning and said, you know, if you were watching uh, Jimmy Kimmel one night and he would tell his jokes and his monologue and nobody laughs. It's not that funny for the folks at home. He's like, part of it is that the crowd is laughing. He's like, so we need you to be interactive. We want you to be loud. If something sucks, say it sucks. If you love something, make sure you, people know that you love it. And, uh, and, and that was something he really contributed that first, that first time around. Uh, that, that he had, I, I guess, just because maybe even he had that experience, but people, people took that and ran with it, man. And I am, I'm, I'm one of them. I, you know, Nick Aldis has told me to shut up fat boy. And uh, it's, it's, it's one of those things. Like I, you, I, you know, you don't want to be disrespectful, but at the same time, they want you to like make, make something happen there, you know? And, uh, and it's worked apparently because, you know, folks like the question mark and and again I wasn't even on board with this but that the question mark gimmick was over the second he walked out like people went freaking nuts for the question mark <laughs> and I was just sitting there like what the hell is happening here and uh and uh but people loved him and apparently that changed the whole plan you know like everything that happened with him and now he's a regularly occurring character so no that that crowd man it's it's I I I consider that the closest thing you're going to find of that kind of crowd was probably what it must have been like to go see ECW. All right, guys, there was the teaser for Mr. Gary Horn, and it was a pleasure interviewing with him. I know Jeff and I really enjoyed that segment with him, and it's always fun to talk NWA with someone as well as uh, we do with uh, Mr. Rotella. So awesome. And now, guys, we are at the point in the show where we're not going to tease you anymore. We are at the point for the factions, right? So it is time to issue the first faction challenge. So here it is. The faction challenge for this week is wrestling attire. So... Now, you're not going to have to wear a rest. Well, I don't know, maybe you, uh, we'll see. Well, you're not going to have to, you know, this is, this is for you guys and your teams to complete. So here we go. Everyone in your faction has to be included. So those of you who have single factions, guys, it's on you. The pressure is on you because you guys have the, you know, you have your own faction and that's, that's perfectly fine. Um, someone, so this is what we're going to do. Someone sends the head, someone the body, someone the legs, someone the boots or shoes. The image is going to be spliced together to create a wrestler. So it's basically a create a wrestler and sent to our DM, right? So you're going to create a wrestler. Now, the five best will go through to the finals 
And the entries all must be in by Saturday, May 9th. And that they all have to be into our DMs by Saturday, May 9th. This is not, not a drawing. This is a photo. The way this is going to work. So by working together, you're going to, and again, picking stuff that you own, right? Picking stuff out of your closets, wherever it is. And you're going to edit the picture together. So you're going to use your own clothes here. You know, one of you is going to send in the, the head with is whether you want to use, I don't know, you want to dress a little like Hulk Hogan with a bandana. You want to put some shades on something along those lines. Someone's going to send in a picture of the body with some, maybe, I don't know, maybe a wrestling shirt on or some, you know, some wrestling attire and someone's going to send in the legs with again, you know, whatever you want, you, you got some shorts you want to throw on, you got some pajamas you want to throw on, whatever. And then someone's going to send in the feet with either the shoes or the boots. So whatever kind of cool shoes you got, you got lace up boots, you got sneakers, whatever the case might be. And then you're going to form that picture of the wrestler. So there you go, guys. That is the first challenge for the factions. Good luck to all of the factions that we have. Um, and I know I posted the uh, logos on Sunday. So the logos are out there and good luck to everybody who has a faction and good luck with this week's challenge. And again, make sure you get those all in by May 9th on Saturday. So we have them for when we record next week's show. So awesome. There you go, guys. The faction challenge has been set. So next up on our show, we are going to go to our prediction segment. And uh, we're going to go right into the money in the bank predictions. Because like I said, it is prediction time. Again, we have a pay-per-view coming up on Sunday. So let's start it off. Jeff, why don't you tell all the guys, why don't you give your teaser, tell all the guys we teased this earlier, spoil that teaser, man. What are you thinking is the big thing that's going to happen for money in the bank? So I think during the fatal four-way tag team match we will get something from the hacker which will expose and i'm keeping my fingers crossed uh big e mm. and the reason why i say that is you know i let me preface this by saying i don't want the new day to break up necessarily i think they're great together Big E, Kofi, and, and uh, Xavier. I think they're all great together. But I, I want to see something a little bit different. And I feel like maybe this is the perfect opportunity to have Big E go on a singles push. Or even even if it's turning someone else in the New Day heel, I, I, I would be okay with that as well. But I do think that that's the match. That's the moment when we get the big reveal uh, of – of what what's next what the hacker has been working on i think that's when we get it it wouldn't surprise me if it happened uh during another match but i i don't think so i think what we've seen the clues and everything else i, I think it it kind of you know screams to us that this is going to happen during a tag team match and i believe that the new day will be uh, the team that's affected by this, and I think it will cost them the championship. Uh, I, I, I see either Miz and Morrison or the Forgotten Sons picking up the victory and winning the tag team gold. That's a great call, man. Great call. And I, I know we're both excited. I'm, I'm super excited to see something happen with the New Day. Listen, I think it's time. Um, you know, they've been – pretty static for a long time, um, you know, have been very successful for a long time. But I think it's the, I think it is that time. I think a lot of us are saying that Big E heel turn would be amazing to see and no better time like now. Um, and I do think of all those tag teams that are involved in this coming match up on uh, Sunday, I think the New Day is the one that screams to me that it's going to have something exposed about it. Um, I mean, Miz and Morrison, yeah, could be. Um, but the other two tags, the Lucha, you know, the Lucha Underground, um, I, I don't know. I, to me, that you know, they haven't been in the scene long enough, um, as prevalent as they are, to, to have anything, you know, the hacker go after there. And that's, uh, that's certainly a great point and a great shout. Um, I'm going to give you – so 
I'm going to say one of the things that now I'm not going to say this is going to happen, but I'm not going to be completely shocked if it does. We've talked about this on Abby's window a little bit, but I'm not going to be a hundred percent surprised if Bray doesn't walk out with that, with that belt. I know we've mentioned it and we said it, but yeah, and, I, and I'm not changing my way of thinking. I don't think it's going to happen, but I would not be shocked if he did. Um, I, I just, you know, again, this is just my, I don't know, my intuition thinking that Vince is going to do something a little bit goofy here and maybe give him the belt back. And, you know, when you really wouldn't think he would take it off of Strowman this soon, but I don't know, you're just seeing a lot of things out there floating around where, you know, Roman may not be coming back for quite some time. And, you know, everybody was kind of thinking, well, you know, Braun heel turn and he's going to go after Roman and everything like that. And that'll be that. I don't know. I really don't know. I think maybe we might be getting a title change here. And I did not think that a few weeks ago. So that's my kind of a surprise prediction, I guess, for the card for this coming week. So let me go to your shouts here uh, because a lot of you uh, told us what your predictions would be. Uh, we have Coaster Maniacs first. He said, I think Black Alistair Black wins money in the bank. That would be awesome. Uh, Lacey wins money in the bank. Well, Lacey Evans. Uh, Drew beats Seth. Uh, Bray wins clean and is the new champion. So there you go. Uh, biggest moment has to be money in the bank. If they run it both together, I think Nia is going to charge after someone and run off one of the guys making them mad and, and costing her the match. Um, and she, and he also says Tamina beats Bailey. So there, that's, that's a little bit shocking too. I didn't think wow. that, not too many people would have picked uh, Tamina there. Mike Lister. Mike says, I think Alistair Black wins money in the bank. Drew retains thanks to interference by AOP, but the big days moment for me will be in the Bray Braun match. I see days getting very excited and I think it will be due to cult leader Bray or a new masked character attacking. So yep, there you go. Uh, Emily Sunny Wolf says at mon uh, men's money in the bank, Alistair black women's Shayna or Lacey uh, drew McIntyre versus Seth Rollins. hundred percent. Drew will win too early for him to lose. Braun Strowman versus Bray. I have absolutely no idea. I just know it's going to be, there's going to be mind games. Um, yes, uh, I agree with that. Uh, maybe Braun wins and Fiend comes out. Maybe Bray forces the mask on Braun, a count out, disqualification, clean win. Who knows? Bailey versus Tamina. Sasha creates distractions. So Bailey wins or vice versa. WrestleMania says, I'm sticking with Triple H being inserted and maybe even winning it. Uh, being corporate money in the bank. And like Sonny Wolf said, I think the man's, the, uh, man's winner will cash in the same night. Mm, nice. Mm. Nice. As long as the women's winner is a heel and keeps it a while, I'll be happy. Yowie Wowie writes predictions. Alistair Black. Shayna Baszler to win the women's. Drew to win against Seth. Uh, he writes Braun to beat Bray since the Funhouse, since Funhouse Bray is the one wrestling. Uh, Bailey wins against in her match against Tamina and biggest moment, both money in the bank matches. Can't really go wrong with that. We have uh, Drew and Bailey to retain their titles. This is uh, Dave in real life's predictions. I believe uh, Braun and Bray will have no finish with Braun joining Bray. Wow. Men's money in the bank has Alistair black or whoever the mystery person is. That's a good shout. Um, I'll get to that right at the end of this. And Jeff, I yes. can get your ideas on this too. Women's uh, Shayna Baszler, um, no cash-ins on the night. Uh, Kofi6195 says, cult leader Bray appears at some point, if not uh, wrestles Braun in the match. The replacement for Apollo Crews wins the match. Uh, he writes probably Andrade, Garza, or Theory. Uh, guarantee that Tamina train pulls out the station. Choo choo. He writes <laughs> Lacey <laughs> Evans wins the women's money in the bank match. Um, Monica King, Monica writes men's Alistair black for sure. In parentheses, women's is Oscar written in big, large letters. There big capital letters and exclamation points. Uh, Drew versus Seth, Seth, someone's going to interrupt the match. Uh, Bray versus Braun. I am still not sure, but I'm going to say Bray. And Bailey versus Tamina, she didn't have a choice there. C.H. Ninny Muggins says, biggest moment with Bray versus Braun for sure. 
Uh, men's, I think Alistair Black would be a cool option to win. He's very good in the ring and could be a headliner, in my opinion. Women's, I think Lacey Evans wins and finally gets the title off of Bailey. We have Michael Holt. Michael says uh, Lacey Evans wins the ladies' money in the bank. Um, possibly Edge going in the men's and winning and cla- uh, clashes in, or cashes in on Braun Strowman. Wow. Mm-hmm. Um, DJ B. Tazzy says men's money in the bank. Alistair Black, women's Shayna Baszler. Seth, uh, the winner is Drew. Bray wins by DQ over Braun. And Bailey beats Tamina. We have Joey Brannigan. He says, strange choice. While AB is the obvious pick, Alistair Black, I think Ziggler might win it. I know it is an odd call given how he's been booked in recent years, but honestly, I see some mileage in Dolph and DeVille. Okay, yeah. Uh, Random Gamer 11 says, my predictions women, Shayna Baszler, men's Rey Mysterio. Wow. Mm. Uh, Braun Strowman versus Bray. Braun wins. Uh, Bailey wins in her match. And Seth beats Drew McIntyre. Wow, okay. So there's your predictions, guys. Let's get back to that surprise entering a little bit because we heard over the last few days, uh, I know Dave's put out a video for this, that the big news is that AJ Styles is coming back for Raw. He's been gone since that Taker match, and the big news is that he's coming back. Now, is he coming back? And entering as that mystery entrant in Apollo Cruz's spot in that match, and if so, Jeff, you got to believe that AJ's winning that. Yeah, um, if, if I, I don't really see a way that 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 doesn't happen if he ends up uh, in that spot. I know that they're having a gauntlet match on Raw, yep. uh, or they had it already. So by now. We know who it is, but I, I, I think uh, I think it's going to be AJ Styles. Yeah. And I, I go back and forth. I mean, I'd love to see Aleister Black win it. Me too. But I would really sign up to see a Drew McIntyre, AJ Styles feud. I really would. Yep. I agree with you. I think that would be an amazing feud. Um, I, I absolutely agree. Uh, we all know AJ plays, you know, he, he does that heel role very well. And um, that would be a, a very, very good feud to have. I know some people were saying they were going to hope the Seth thing was going to carry on for a while, but um, yeah, look, Seth is a, Seth can play that heel role very well also. And he can, he can take up matches with a number of people Um Maybe Seth goes up against Alistair somehow, which would be an amazing match in itself, I think. Um, but, yeah, I, I have got to side with you here also. I think if it is AJ Styles in that men's money in the bank match, match, I think all bets are off. And I think AJ comes out of that with a win. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, guys. So our next segment coming up is we have got the Adam Rotella segment of our show, the 605 segment. Adam's got a little bit of NWA to cover. And during this segment, we are also going to answer two more of your Q&A questions. So some JJ's Q&A mixed with some Rotella, and it makes a nice drink for our podcast, right? So here we go to Adam Rotella's segment called 605 about the NWA. And we will be back after this with some community shoot. Hey guys, welcome to another week and another segment with Mr. Adam Rotella. Adam's on with us every week, as you know, in this spot on our podcast to talk some NWA. Adam, what have you got, buddy? Well, hey gentlemen, how's it going today? Uh, I gotta say thank you to the Days community. Thank you to Wrestling Days. I know that, that he's brought a lot of people over to the NWA family. And I have some great news this week. You know, I know that we don't have power. And I know that, you know, the NWA isn't turning out that content like we're used to. But, hey, I got some great news on the YouTube front. And that is that the NWA official YouTube page has hit 200,000 subscribers. And, you know, guys, here's, here's, here's the big story in that. Last year, 
at this time, the NWA was only at 60,000. Now, I say only, but that's a lot of people, too. The NWA was at 60,000 subscribers last year. And now with that kind of growth, that really shows what NWA Power brought to the table. And again, when NWA Power returns, we can expect it to, I, I'm going to say, double within the year of, of 2021. That's amazing. That's a, that's a, that's a heck of an accomplishment. Like you said, going from that amount to, you know, over 200,000 now, that's really awesome. Uh, very, very, very good news there too. And, and man, I, again, uh, Jeff and I have mentioned it all the time. Like the, the future is just so bright and you can see that happening. That's amazing. Well, just the fact that the NWA are still attracting people, even in this downtime, even in this time where everyone's attention is on the news 24-7, the fact that the NWA is still finding those viewers right now. I mean, these are people subscribing during this time. So these people aren't just watching NWA. They're binging three, three series of NWA power right now. So that's, that's just going to fuel them even more. Like when you guys find something on Netflix and all of a sudden it's in the middle of a, it's in the middle of a story, but you finish that season, don't you immediately want something more? Absolutely. So that's what I think the people that are just finding NWA power are going to feel right now. They're going to be even hungrier for the NWA to return. And when we do, whoo, to the moon. There you go. That's, <laughs> that's awesome. Awesome. Always love the bell, man. Always love it. Um, the bell's more over than me. I know it. it? <laughs> oh my goodness. Love it. Yeah, absolutely. I totally agree with you hundred percent. I think that, you know, and that's a great analogy. Um, when, you know, when you're left wanting more, man, when it does finally get there, whoo. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Totally agree with you, man. That's awesome. So I think, I think the future's bright. You guys got, you guys got days questions today? We do actually. Yes. Uh, we have two Look days at that questions. Segue. Yeah. Off, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> we do have two Q and a questions and guys keep bringing these out for us and we will answer them for you on the show. And uh, Mr. Rotella is sticking around with us to answer a couple of these questions. So the first one comes from Dave in real life. Dave is a, uh, awesome community member. He's always in the streams, no matter where days goes. And, um, and he's also, he, he gives us a lot of ideas and thoughts as well. And he asks, what is the one thing you guys are looking forward to most once everything has gone back to normal, either in wrestling or in just everyday life? I'll start this off not being broke anymore. I am very <laughs> excited to go back to work because uh, I know you guys know that I, that I, that I work behind a bar and uh, I, don't, I don't make tips staying at home. So I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to not be broke anymore. <laughs> That's a good one. Very practical and very good. Yes. <laughs> go ahead, Jeff. Yes. <clears throat> I, I hate to say the same thing, but... <laughs> <laughs> I listen, I I'm right there. I mean, with with everything that's going on, it uh it really doesn't lend itself to a lot going on out in the community. So as a journalist, it is really difficult right now to uh to do stories and, and get a lot of uh get a lot of bylines in the paper. So hopefully um you know, things open back up and, you know, we can just begin to interact with the community again and uh, not be separated from, from people that we are friends with or family and that we, you know, that we love. So um, I, I know that's a lot, but yeah, being, don't want to be broke anymore and I want to be able to hang out with cool people again. So there we go. Yeah. Great shouts, man. Great shouts. I'm going to do a two-part answer to this because I'm going to give Dave a wrestling answer and I'm going to give him a real-life answer. So 
Um, my, mine is to, I mean, obviously get back to, like Jeff said, I mean, get back to seeing some of my family again. Um, but the other thing for me is just able to just go to those little simple things that everybody's kind of missing right now. I'm a big movie guy and I love to go see a film in a theater. I'm not so much one for watching them at home. Um, I, you know, I, I don't know, maybe that's the old guy in me, but I still like the movie theater experience. So I cannot wait to get back into a theater with my friends and, and go and check out a movie that we all like and the wrestling side of it. All I'm going to say is this, this better be over by the time that SmackDown's supposed to come up here to my area because it doesn't happen very often. And if I miss that in October, I'm going to be really upset. I may actually go out there and, and, you know, I don't know, maybe I'll be able to, to discover some sort of uh, a, a virus shield or something that'll allow me to go see this event. Yeah. Um, who knows, right? <laughs> who knows? But yeah, so that there, there's my two answers for that. I, I really, I haven't been to a live event in quite a while. And um, there was supposed to be a raw here uh, that was supposed to be taking place in a month or so. Um, and obviously that's been canceled and they moved it to a SmackDown, which is supposed to be in October. So uh, again, that's, you know, I'm, I'm really excited to go. I haven't been to one in a while and that's my answer on the wrestling side of it. So there you go. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, things have, things have got to be good by October, man. I think that, I think that you're just fine. I would think so too. I would think so too. That's uh, yeah. I, I, I mean, we are scientists after all. So yes. take for what we're saying as <laughs> medical fact, everyone. Yes. There you go. There you, you've heard it here. <laughs> the second question is Amanda Catherine and Amanda asks, what is the best heel turn you've ever seen? Jeff, you want to start it out? Oh yeah. I'll start it out. That's a, that's a really difficult question. It's a great question, but it's difficult. Uh, I know that I normally give the same answer every time someone asks <laughs> about heel turns and iconic moments. I'm going to go a little bit different this time, though. I am going to take everyone back to a segment from a, a gentleman named Brutus the Barber Beefcake. Oh, yeah. And he had a show called The Barbershop. And he had the rockers on, which included Shawn Michaels and Marty Jannetty when they were, uh, you know, living in their tag team glory. And uh, all of a sudden, after uh, raising Marty Jannetty's hand, Shawn Michaels super kicks him through the glass window. And thus we see the meteoric rise of Shawn Michaels illustrious singles career that's an awesome one man that's a blast from the past go ahead adam you uh you let the guys I, it, know well first of all you son of a i'm not gonna <laughs> curse i was totally going to say that oh, I, oh I, man, i'm sorry I'm blown away that you that you said that too man i'm like oh uh, this one's gonna be so good this is gonna impress days i know this is gonna impress <laughs> days i'm gonna bring out some beef brutus beefcake stuff but ah uh, now I'm going to have to go with the thing that I knew that, that I thought you were going to say because you say it all the time. It's, it's, it's the Hogan heel turn, man. That, that, that leg drop at Bash at the Beach. If I, if I can't say Marty Jannetty through the window, I'm going to say Hogan. There you go. The Hulk Hogan one's a classic. Uh, I'm, classic I'm sorry, Adam. Turn. I'm really no, sorry. No, man. I, no, it's great. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love that we were thinking the same thing. I'm going to go back to, and again, those two are amazing. Uh, the Hogan one was, was always at the top of my list. In fact, Hogan had a couple that he was involved in, obviously the Andre the Giant heel turn. And then, of course, the mega powers exploding as well was mm -hmm. another big one that Hulk Hogan was involved in too. I'm going to pick, though, I'm going to go back to 1990 and pick when Sergeant Slaughter turned mm. on America. And yes. he's... And he sided with Iraq in 1990. This was when Sergeant Slaughter was, I mean, coming off the 80s. This guy was such a, you know, he was a heel. Then all of a sudden he had to turn. And then at this part in his career, he was getting action figures made of, you know, in the G.I. Joe series for this, for goodness sakes. He was in the cartoon. So for him to turn at this particular point in time was just outstanding. And again, one of the best heel turns I've ever seen um he you know 
Yes, uh, was a was a Saddam Hussein, and and again, a lot of you guys may not know that name, but look that name up. Um, you know, he he joined, he was he became a sympathizer for Saddam Hussein, and used to carry around the Iraq flag. So, um, at a point in time when uh, that that was not a very safe thing to do. So, uh, yes, not, not, not only that, but. <laughs> Also, like he had like a, like a Hulk Hogan flag that he like burned also before, before WrestleMania, which is that, that's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> he absolutely did. Um, oh, man, that's awesome. But yes, uh, so there you go. Some famous heel turns for you, Amanda Catherine. And thank you so much for sending those questions, both you and Dave. We love it. Uh, we love exploring these things and keep sending those out because uh, we love, you know, answering these things for you guys, no matter what they might be. So keep shooting us that Q&A. And once again, I got to say thank you to Mr. Rotella for joining us on the show, as he does every week. And he will be back next week as well. And we will get, uh, you know, hopefully sometime very soon, like we said, we will get some new content. And then Mr. Rotella won't be able to even fill that six minutes and five seconds. <laughs> well, you know, even if the NWA is not bringing us brand new content right now, I'm bringing you NWA content every single morning on NWA Coffee. Whatever I find on the interwebs, folks, I am bringing to you. And uh, if you want to see a guy scramble for information every day, I think that you'd have a good time watching me every morning. So thank you guys for having me. And I'm going to get off the call. Bye-bye. Take care, man. Hi guys, thank you. All right, everybody, welcome back. We hope you enjoyed that segment with Mr. Adam Rotella. We always appreciate Adam coming on with us and show and uh, talking to us about some NWA. And like Adam said, congrats out to the NWA for their 200,000 followers on YouTube. That's a huge, huge accomplishment for them. Um, and they, you know, they really are, are setting the table for a big triumphant return. So awesome, awesome for them there. And, uh, and that's, yeah, we wish them all the best um, as well. So next up guys, the community shoot segment of the program. So we have got some more of your uh, artwork that we're going to start out with. We've got a couple of collections here as well. So our first collection for this week comes from Jake, our own Jake, and he's got an autograph collection, guys. So some pictures he has in there. Some looks like some eight by tens, eight by elevens, and he's got a lot of cool autographs. He's got a figure autographed as well. Um, so check out his autograph collection. That's awesome. Thank you so much, Jake, for sending us that in. And then we also got our own Emily sent us a, a, a collection of hers. She's got a fiend collection going on. What else there, right? What else would Emily have as a collection? Uh, she's got some awesome shirts there. She's got the not cool to eat your friends shirt. Um, she's got the Bray, um, the new Bray shirt. Uh, she's got the, uh, looks like the hat, uh, she's got the pop vinyl. She's got a mug there going on and one of the box sets as well. So awesome. Thank you so much, Emily, for sending us that. And also all of your art bombs that you send us as well. And then also in there, we've got Sophie Prudence. Thanks to Sophie. Sophie is the, is the one who created the Funhouse belt for us, um, which we had on the show. Um, and she makes this stuff out of, I think, out of nail varnish. So that's pretty amazing. Um, she has made what she called a key workers belt. And uh, that's really awesome. Um, making, a, making a belt out for the, um, the doctors and the nurses and stuff like that who are out there keeping us going through this, uh, through this time and you know, through the hard times we've been having over these past few months. So that's awesome. Um, uh, great job with that. And we always love to see this stuff. And like we always say, guys, keep sending us some collections, your artwork, all of that stuff. We love it. Um, we're also going to plug into this segment um, to, to end it off. In case you guys didn't see it on Twitter, we're going to throw your faction logos up on there today as well. And this way everybody will get a chance to see. And I know Eric Haberman, shout out to Eric. Um, he did a great job designing some of these logos for these guys. So great job to Eric Haberman. Um, super job with that. And again, gr um, good luck with the factions guys. Um, Good luck with the contest, and we can't wait to see your results. Jeff, final thoughts, and then uh, we'll, we'll get into a little bit of, a, of a, another teaser for, uh, for next week's show. <laughs> uh, just, you know, really looking forward to Money in the Bank and uh, these go-home shows to see what new information, if any, we get. Uh, 
on a final note, just from the uh, the insiders, I'm sure everyone by now has seen that we um, we've shared information on shirts on our t-shirts being out there uh, so if you haven't yet go pick yours up uh, click the link and uh, go buy one today but you know we're really excited to be able to have shirts and merchandise out there that's available to everyone we we thank everyone for your support and this is just another way to uh, support the insiders so uh, we will have other items coming soon, but we wanted to start out with shirts and um, yeah, that's, that's pretty much it. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. I can't wait to get my shirts. I can't wait. I know Jeff sent them to me. Um, I'm, I'm checking my mailbox every day and, and hoping that, that, that they're going to get here ASAP because I cannot wait. Um, super excited about that, guys. And thank you to those um, who purchased shirts from us already. Um, you know, we, we can't thank you enough for doing that and for showing your support of our show. Um, and speaking of which, we've got some more teasers coming up for next show uh, for some interviews. Obviously, we got some community interviews still happening this coming week. Um, a, a good friend of mine uh, who is an independent, was an independent wrestler, uh, still is in um, every now and then he, he gets into that. He also has his own gaming channel uh, with his own wrestling league. And I'm going to let him tell you all about that in an interview that we're doing. His name is Shane and he, his wrestling name was Showtime Shane Black. So he will be joining us on our show this week. And um, also, coming soon, guys. So it's time to evolve, right? Everybody stays. If you're not evolving, you're staying static, right? And it's, it's time to evolve a little bit. We're going to evolve our show. Jeff and I were in some discussions about this the last few days, and we think it's time to just evolve a little bit, right? We've been around for a month now, and it's time to shake things up a little bit, like Vince McMahon says, right? So that's what we're going to do. We're going to evolve the show a little bit. We're going to let you guys know about that, and I know you're going to like it. You're going to like the segments. You're going to like the way we, we are going to do this. So super excited about that. And listen, guys, enjoy, like Jeff said, Looking forward to that pay-per-view. It's always great when you have a pay-per-view week. And I am looking forward to Money in the Bank. Can't wait to see what they're going to do. Are there going to be cinematic matches? We don't know. Um, what's going to happen with all this stuff? I'm super excited. So uh, I hope you guys are as well. And listen, guys, stay safe out there. Have a great week and enjoy Money in the Bank. And we will talk to you again next Monday. Take care, everybody. Have a great day.